Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knifeworks, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all work for it. Let's do it. Yeah, what's happening, everybody? It's Brian House back in the studio on the Work For It podcast. It's probably Thursday morning. It may be Friday morning. Who really cares at this point? It's the dead doldrums of summer, and we're here to bring up business in the workshop. I'm with my two main men, my my party dancers, party my dancers. shake oh, it up yeah. team. What? Get your dollars ready. Get ben your and Brian, they're here. They're shirtless. They're ready to roll. Let's do Ooh, it. It's not shirtless Saturday. Sorry. Oh, man. Maybe next time. Oh, it's oh, pantsless sorry, Thursday. That's right. I, I forgot. You guys are pantsless today. Yes. Oh, yeah. Pantyless Thursday. The, the audio is free on wherever you listen to your podcast. But if you want the good good, you got to get on our Patreon. Yeah. That's right. Get that video and, going. Man, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Patreon actually told us we weren't allowed to do it anymore because there were so many women logging in. They were crashing oh, the server. Yeah. They were all trying to get a good glimpse of us and what our, our skivvies and our tidy whities They were like, look, <laughs> work for you it need to move this shit over life. to OnlyFans and yep, just yep. move it on over there. I so, wish I were yeah. born yeah, rich nice. instead of so goddamn good looking. You know what they say, Ben? <laughs> You aren't handsome. You might as well be handy. Oh yeah, that's a that's an old red green you know throwback. Red I think it is an old red green it thing. Is, yeah. yeah, he said yeah. if you're she not can't hand- find if you, you handsome, she better find yeah. you handy. You better find you handy. That's right. I think yeah. he ended yeah. like all of his little segments that way. Yeah. So, hey, fellas, good stuff. How you doing? I know it's been a while. I've been traveling, so I've been. I'm now back home. I'm back in Florida for uh nice a little while yet and i gotta travel again uh soon so i'm gonna be out again but uh but yeah so uh, i am back i went to pennsylvania yeah buddy. for like i don't know like a little under a week and uh saw some family connected with them nice. enjoyed a little off time and then came back to florida to a pile of orders and a pile of stuff to do and all of that so uh yeah. good times though man just excellent it was times good. Yeah, everybody's mm. good, man. Everybody's happy. Nice. We, uh, sister-in-law had a baby in December, so we were just yeah. like, we've seen her. She came down like right after Christmas, so we, or yeah, that no, in February we saw them. But now that you know, right. of course, the baby's yeah. growing like a weed, so we got to get up there, right. snuggle yeah. that baby. That'll probably be the baby. last baby in this generation. You know, Sarah yeah. and I aren't going to have any more kids. And it's I'm crazy think to think about either, that so. that way, isn't it? Yep. You know, it, you, I never kind of thought about that, but. Now, like, the next as, round will be grandkids, right? Mm. As cousins I mean, are having babies decide. and stuff, it's like, yeah, my my sister doesn't have any kids, and my sister in law doesn't have any kids. Although she's having a kid soon, so we've got one more coming for okay. sure. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we gotta Kinda we gotta crazy. populate the earth with smart people. Hell yeah, too man! Too many dumbasses wandering around here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, when I mean, they you say, live down uh, in Florida, you got to be like knee deep in them. Yeah. You know, when I'll they tell say, you what, buddy. I've, I've I've been all over the place, and they're everywhere. It, do, yeah, it, they're, it does not all. matter where I end up. It's like, wait a minute. 
Oh, did you really say that? Did you really do that? <laughs> you know, they say average intelligence, and never forget that that means 50% of the people are dumber than that. George Carlin said it best. He's like, think about how dumb the average person is, and half of them are dumber than that. Right. Yep. Yep. And it always made me think, and I went, oh, man. I guess it's all a perspective thing, right? Yeah. I mean, it's when you when you're working with when somebody. When you're in or, that bottom yeah. half, it's just, you know. <laughs> where I am. There's a whole Always bunch of people up, way baby. above me, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> the way I look at it is, is I'm like on the, I'm just slightly above average if yeah. I'm lucky. If I'm yeah. lucky, that's it. Things are I'm, always looking up when you're down there. <laughs> everybody's like, "Wow, you're a really smart guy." I'm like, actually. Uh, that's uh, been proven otherwise. I am not very smart. However, I will say uh, I have compensated for heart with uh, not being very smart by uh, working hard. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm goddamn you know, lucky. And being right. goddamn lucky, which is the the which has become my kind of my catchphrase as of late, which is hard work and good luck. And that's about all I got. So anyway, gentlemen, big news. Big What's news. That? Today is the day I have closed on my workshop expansion. Nice. Woo! Woo! The empire expands. Very poor. <laughs> I, I uh, went, you know, it's funny when you when you own a business that's somewhat successful, how few banks are willing to give you any money to expand. Mm. So it's yeah. uh, you have to raise the capital all yourself. So you know, we ended banks, up doing uh, that. Banks kind of, in terms of even like construction loans and. Uh, oh, they don't like know, giving those. They away. hate that. Oh shit. no. And oh, then if they, they do, if you do get one, like say you do get a signed yeah. one, you have to have a personal guarantor. So it's basically yep. a personal loan anyway. And yeah. you have to put all kinds of collateral up, you know, yes. so like your personal home and whatever else. So it's, it, you might as well just try to find another way to, to pull the money yeah. out. <laughs> Call your in our uncle. case. Yeah. In our case, you know, we had those buildings down, uh, downtown, the ones that I started house made in and I had the uh, computer shop in and, Luckily, the timing all worked out where we were able to sell those at the same time, pull the equity out of those and transfer it to the to this building here. All all, by the way, happened within a week's time. We got offers on those buildings, both of them. Wow. And then I'm walking into work one day and my neighbors are moving out. And it was like, (laughs) where are you going? She's like, we didn't renew our lease. And I was like, "Okay." So I talked to the (laughs) owner of the building and I was like. How much do you want for it? And they told me, yeah. and I was like, okay, let's make it happen. So it was all kind of nice. like, you know, uh, real quick, almost like, what do they call that? Kismet or serendipitous yeah, or whatever you want to say, you know. For sure. Yeah. So, it, it, in, you know, when I looked at my life or my financial life at that time, I was like, wow, this money could like really change how we do things. Like, like we could slow down, you know, we, right. you know, we don't have to expand. We could pay off the mortgage. We could do all these things. And then I realize I'm like, no, I want to, yeah. I'm going to, I'm the guy at the table, Gotta at get the blackjack table or at the poker table. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm playing poker. I've got my cards in my hand and all of them say housemate on it. And I got this pile of chips and I just shoved it right into the middle of the table. And I went, yeah. let it motherfucking ride. Let Cause I ride, believe baby. in it so much. I believe Hells in yeah. what we are doing so much that I'm willing to risk all of that freedom to expand my company and my business and make it, make it work because big things are on the horizon and I can't do it in this little, and I know everybody's like, your shop is huge, but 
you know, we're we're at the point where we're just bursting at the seams. Dude, where you, we need right. to, like, it's not expand. just a shop, though, right? I and mean, that's what maybe people don't realize. It's a studio, realize. too. It's, that's the problem. It's a studio and it's a shipping you know, warehouse. it's a warehouse. It's a it's a shipping, all that shipping process yes. and everything. Um, I I always say, hey, my small shop is perfect for me. It's you know, I don't need a bigger shop. But the reality of it is, with this small of a shop, whoops, sorry, with this small of a shop, every time I want to do something, I'm moving shit moving around. Moving shit around, yeah. I'm pulling. And it takes, takes up time, yeah. Yeah, it just takes so much fucking time, you know. And that's where we're at. And and on top of that, you know, I'm laying things out all the time, you know, trying to like, you know, I've got projects. Basically, what I do is I take these projects and I start them, and then if I get interrupted, I have to box them all up and like set them somewhere else. So I can continue yeah. doing something else. And, you know, of course, orders always take precedence. So the expansion, basically what it is amount to is uh, that building's the same size as the one that we're in. It's right next door. And that'll all just be shipping and receiving. So that'll be where yeah, Sarah nice. is. And she'll be able to have all of the parts and all the, you know, anything that we yep. need as far as the shipping goes, boxes and paper Run and all that will go there. there. We've yep. got, yeah, all the inventory goes there. And then, at, so that'll all get moved out. And then Jason from Fireball Tools sending me one of his new fab tables. So I've got nice. that coming. That's like nice. four by eight. Um, and then that will come in here. So we're going to, you know, we'll be working yep. here on that. And a couple new tools, like small things that we just need that we didn't have room for before. Now we do. So, yeah. So let me ask you. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, you ask um, Is there going to be a mezzanine build part two? <laughs> Oh, yeah. uh, probably so there we, we go. Nice. yeah so we're gonna demolition the office just like we did in this building we're gonna tear down all the walls and air condition the whole space and then we're going to build the bones of a mezzanine probably not the whole mezzanine we're gonna do like an industrial style steel uh you know fixture that's oh, just in a that spot, spot. To throw pallets right and then at some point will convert the whole thing over to mezzanine when we need it. it, it it's it's yeah. this this mezzanine was expensive to build. Even in yeah. grand the grand scheme of things it's cheap, you know, right. but it was like over 11,000 in just material, you know, you to do. You think you'd it. do um you think you'd maybe do it with wood? Do you think it'd be cheaper? Mm, yeah, but- it definitely be cheaper. I just, you know, we're going for an aesthetic here yeah. and I think yeah. that, you know, the <laughs> steel is I know it sounds no, crazy I agree. but like I want steel in in on top of that I just don't like combustibles you know I'm yeah, just yeah, a big yeah. fan of even if we're yeah. not forging over there we're not doing any sparks or anything over there I'm still not a huge fan of combustibles we're going to you know still keep the same thing the cool thing will be is that it's going to be like a half wall office over there and we'll, we're going to do like divided metal like real industrial looking with a big metal counter over yeah. there so that in the some off point, chance that people want to come and visit yeah. with us, they can come <laughs> Intent, here, nudge, nudge, and, <laughs> well, and you know, see the machines and see the warehouse and see the shop, or and it's all kind of classes in the future. Do some classes. Or, We're gonna do tons of yeah. content over there, so you know, it's right. all write off. We'll figure it out. But keep at this th- time, I have no money left over i am right like at the bottom of the barrel i spent everything so now we're <laughs> yeah. just like generating capital again and you know keeping yeah. things going so so let me ask yeah. you a question on your like with your inventory and shipping and all of that stuff are you primarily using the back end of your website to do all that inventory management yes. or do you use another yeah okay yeah so 
we use Shopify and because we're in that upper tier of users because their mm-hmm. sales numbers are where they are, we can take advantage of Shopify's commercial shipping pricing. Yep. And mm. so for instance, like um, a box that would, might cost you guys like $50 to ship might cost us like 20. Yeah. You know, we get these deep discounts with the shippers uh, yep. Not so much with the postal service, which is our primary. You know, a yeah. lot of people ask us that, like, how much discount do you get? It's really only like a buck or two, but yep. it really shows when you go over to like FedEx and UPS and DHL. Yeah. They're I the ones that, that are so. Why don't you massive use, discounts? Why don't you use those guys it's instead expensive. of USPS? Because I mean, if, the post if you're getting office, that much of a discount, the post office has a uh, flat rate shipping right. on they don't certain care sizes. About, uh, weight, right? They it's, don't care about weight. It fits in the box. It, it goes yep. and up to so 70 that way pounds. You can, per, you can predict your shipping cost across the board, right? It is and it's not so simple. And they provide the boxes and, yeah. and almost always it comes out to be cheaper than if we were to box it ourselves and weigh yep. it and send it to UPS. It, it's almost always cheaper because there's just no, we already know if you put it in that box, it's going to be 19 bucks. If you put it in that yep. box, it's going to be $9, you know, I was and, using, it, and it takes uh, all that guesswork out of it. Yeah. I was oh. using Shippo uh, for my shipping. And then I recently just switched over to pirate ship because they had better, yep. they had a bit better discounts on pirate ship. And um, all those, those Shippos and pirate ships, they're using the exact same yep. uh, buying power that Shopify's back end has. Yeah, they have one big-ass commercial big, account. Think of it like a, like a HMO for health insurance. It's just yes. like a bunch of people buying so they can leverage that volume and they can discount yep. your shipping. Yeah, Yeah, and I actually – so I got uh, the new sewing machine, uh, the old Singer 29K60 – uh, which is a 75-year-old fucking machine. And I found somebody here in Boise to work on it and get it all tuned up for me. But when I shipped that out here from Pennsylvania through Pirate Ship, I mean, it's like 70 pounds. And it only cost me, I think it was like 60 bucks. Yeah, that's not that bad was, at all. Man, that's not How bad. do you box something like that up? Did you crate it? Well, I sort of did. So UPS charges quite a bit more if it's a true crate. And so I put a plywood bottom and some plywood sides and then just put it in a box. You know, I made a box liner basically and then had to make my own box, but wasn't bad. I create stuff all the time and send it to UPS and I just tell them it's in a box. Like I don't even, and they don't. Yeah. Okay. They just, they just take it. I thought about that, but I wasn't sure. I don't say it's wood. um, Like it's to your benefit that it's wood. Why would I pay more? I'm not going to pay claim, more. I already right. paid more to box it up that way. Yeah. That's the way I With my aprons, I had to end up getting uh, some, uh, I ended up buying boxes basically because all of the UP, uh, the postal service boxes, none of them are quite the right size for an apron. And I've tried a bunch of things. I've tried rolling them, you know, and just different things, but it's yeah. kind of an odd, I don't want it to show up all beat the hell up, you know? Yeah. What about so, the postal boxes? Any of those? Would it I've fit? tried just about all of them. Like the um, flat rate boxes? Yeah. I could probably fit it in a one of those skinnier, large flat rates. I haven't tried that in a little while. The um, uh, the A2 box, which is a regional box. 
it'll cost okay. you so depending on where you're sending it of course it'll cost you anywhere between nine and 14 bucks okay and it's uh i think they're fifth uh no they're not quite 50 yeah i think they're 15 by nine by like yeah. three inches i might you be know, able to so, do that yeah, yeah i might be able to fold it up and put it in a2 yeah yeah, because I think... You have to order too, those, though. That's not something okay. you can get from... So, like, you can order them Copy. right from the website. Yeah, there's there's all these... Not to get too deep into the shipping thing, but, like, if you go on the United States Postal website, they have all these free shipping supplies, and yeah. it, it your postal that, carrier yeah. will bring it to you. So there's yeah, no cost to you at all. And, That's the other you know, bubble wrap and, and uh, yep. bubble wrap padded envelopes and all this stuff, it'll all get delivered to your front door. And you yeah. can throw stuff in it and ship it, and it's all flat rate. Nice. Highly recommend that because yeah, in, with all of us guys shipping tools and steel and knives and all of that, there's there's tons of stuff in there that you could probably utilize and save no yourself on shipping. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that's the other nice thing about uh, post office is they just come right to that. You know, he's at the house every day anyway. I made yep. a little sign. I stick out there, pick up, please, and away it goes. You know, and then I set up um, kind of a thing with my postal guy where he comes on Tuesdays and picks shit up and away it goes. So, you know, all right, he knows to look for shit on Tuesdays is when I'll most likely ship. So, yeah. Switching gears a little bit. Yeah. I haven't spoken to both of you guys in a long time. And I know, know Ben, you've got some some stuff going on because you just came back from yeah. Uh, your trip out. You were in Pennsylvania also for a bit. And then Brian, uh, anyway, I'd like to know current projects, like what's going on in your workshops, a brief current project anyhow. And then, uh, and then also something, uh, you've been doing with your summer. I'd like to know a little bit about like, are you doing anything different than you normally would since it's so warm outside? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just been more knives on top of knives on top of knives. Um, I've been working on a, a batch of knives I just finished up. Yeah, actually, yeah, yesterday. Man, this week has been flying by. I've got so much going on. But um, yeah, I just finished up a batch of knives. I've got a bunch of projects that I'm doing for videos that will be coming out in the next couple months. Really, really excited for a couple. Well, all of them, of course, but a couple of them are like, holy crap, this thing looks gorgeous and I can't wait to show it off. Um. Let's see. Um, this this weekend is going to be crazy for me because I've got you know I'm I'm working tomorrow in the shop and then Friday I'm filming with Kyle and Saturday I'm going all the way up to Mackinac City up at the very top of the Lower Peninsula of Michigan, and we're going to be forging out Damascus for the Fantasy Challenge, which is going to be a lot of fun. Ooh, yeah, yeah. We have first to talk time about that. first time ever forging Damascus, and this is going to be crazy. I've never done it before. Luckily, I know a guy up there that will kind of be able to walk me through it and teach me how to do it. Nice. Give me, give me the you know, do this, don't do that type situation. Because I don't know, I I just don't feel comfortable enough. First of all, I don't really have the tools to make Damascus properly in my little itty bitty shop. So it'd be cool to play around with those big boy tools up there, but yeah. And then nice. Sunday, I'm going to be selling at an art fair here in um, Mount Pleasant. So I'll be selling yeah, knives. So if anybody's buddy. local, come on, hang out on Sunday around downtown Mount Pleasant. I'm sure there's probably nobody listening that's within you know a radius to come and check it out. But hey, you never know. Get yourself a piece of beacon. 
Hey, did I see uh, that Kyle recently had a baby, new baby? <laughs> no, that's his brother that, that had a okay. new baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even realize. I, I like how I Brian not... laughed at that. He's like, <laughs> Kyle have like, a kid. We're getting serious. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> I don't see that in Kyle's future we love you, Kyle. for a while. But, love hey, you, you know. I admit, but anyway, I did not so, read the description. I just no, you're good. You're good. You're good. But as of, you know, doing things in the summer, I've been hitting the disc golf course a lot in my free time. Just throwing rounds and uh, I mean it's about a three mile walk when you go through this local course and you're throwing you know it's it's fun but you're getting outdoor time and how much after- uh, how much patchouli do you have to add to your beard oil in order to play disc golf and how much <laughs> weed do you smoke while you're on the course? <laughs> First of valid all, questions. Step one: I don't use any sort of products. And are beard. you planning on? Uh, changing your hairstyle to a dreadlock look. Yes. That would require a slack the line, ability to, to grow We'd hair, be which I can't stand. <laughs> but, you know. We'd be throwing the deuce. <laughs> no, it's fun. It's a, it's a fun little pastime. I That's actually cool. really, I'm, I'm busting your balls a little bit about that. Disc golf is really fun. It like, is. It is an absolute is. blast. However, every time I'm on the course, there's just always some wait. hippie dude out there <laughs> like smoking a blunt. Smoking it up. Yeah, just you know, doing his thing or whatever. It's it's uh it's always like kind of funny to me. But disc oh, golf yeah. is a is a great game. Like I don't there even know are, why it's not more popular, actually. I know. It's really huge here in Boise. There's like five or six different courses in city parks, eighteen yep. hole courses. And you'll see folks, you know, with like a fucking backpack loaded yep. down with discs. That's me. <laughs> you know, yeah, I've got that's pretty cool. I've I think I carry about twenty five discs around with me, and they all do different things. And it's it's I mean they're about twenty bucks a pop, so that's that's a decent investment worth of discs on my back over the last ten years I've been throwing. But yeah, yeah. no doubt it's uh it's not quite as expensive as real golf. You know, you right. don't have greens fees and all that other horse right. Shit, you don't but... have to pay to go. You can go as many yeah. times you want for nothing. As long as you, yeah, you know, you're, if you're willing to throw a disc in the water and having to rebuy the disc, but you know, yeah. it's fun. You're shelling out, but it's it is a fun sport. Yeah. How about so you, you Ben? What's going go- on in you your got- shop? So hold on, Brian. Let's recap. You've got oh. disc golf. Yep. You've got beard oil. No you've beard got- oil. I've never. I used ha- to put in beard oil in college, and I just yeah. Who needs that so shit? That stuff. And also like. Who in the hell am I trying to impress in my shop that I need to put beard oil in? Well, the I guess true. maybe and if I go flammable. to like a wedding or I'm I'm gonna be around <laughs> people, I'll throw in something. But like, who the hell am I trying to impress? The, the well, you're on man. social media a lot. I mean, you there's know. guys yeah. like Lando Novak that want to see your nicely groomed beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. He does. He does, and that's a genuine want, by the way. Yes, that's not just a joke. Um, I, I would, I would actually call it a need. He needs. To yeah, see I would it. say oh, so. Okay. That sounds accurate to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ben, what do you got going on? What you been Jesus. out to doing out there in, in in Idaho? Man, it has been it has been a crazy summer in in a ton of ways. Christy was just commenting the other day. She's like, "It's so weird that." You're now like on a teacher's schedule, you know, or like you're getting the school ready for kids to go back. And so it's kind of funny, but that has added a a tremendous amount of work to my plate. Um, We have done some very big projects there with painting the entire school, putting new flooring throughout the entire school, um, new roofs, uh, new HVAC system in several buildings. There's one main school building that houses first through eighth grade. And then there's another building in the back that is the 
preschool and kindergarten. And then there's another building that is the music and art building. So it's it's a big freaking space. Jesus, I, you know, I never... this is a high school? No, it's a it's an elementary school. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and there's only <laughs> um, there's only about two hundred and two hundred and twenty kids, I think, that go there. So what? it's not even a big one, you know. Um, so I've been I've been pretty busy with that. Uh, early in the summer, it was managing contractors and coordinating and all that kind of stuff, sort of project management kind of stuff, getting you know all the project tracking stuff set up and all that shit and. Um, previous to me starting to help out, there was, <clears throat> there was a janitor, but nobody doing any kind of maintenance. So more or less, you know, the maintenance that was done was in response to an emergency. Basically the roof leaked for 15 years and finally they ran out of buckets and decided to get the roof replaced last <laughs> summer. <laughs> That's how it goes. Yeah, so it's always been, you know, rubbing nickels together. Um, but this year they sort of doubled down and borrowed a bunch of money. And uh, we'll have spent close to a quarter of a million bucks by the time the summer. Oh, over. I believe it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that stuff yeah. is not cheap. All that no. HVAC stuff, man. Oh. Yeah, it's been big. We had some plumbing leaks. but So now it's kind of all the contractors are done, and now it's sort of the punch list, if you will, all the teacher requests and sort of standard maintenance requests. I was remodeling a closet uh, till about 9 o'clock last night, and I'm here this morning now uh, cutting plywood, uh, some pre-finished birch plywood, put a little poplar edge banding on the front and I'm going to cut all that up into shelves for the lockers. So thankfully I've only got 96 lockers to build shelves for. So not too bad. <laughs> it's like everything. Are you everything, doing this all in your uh, shop? Or are you going to put it all yeah, together there? I, just, I brought it back here and just basically ripped the plywood into, you know, 15 and a quarter inch wide by eight foot strips and then threw the edge banding on it. And then I'll just, you know, cut them to width on the table saw uh, quick here at the shop. So it's been kind of nice to be back at the shop. The school doesn't have air conditioning except for in the classrooms. So admittedly, it's hotter than balls in there right now. Um, yeah, it's like a heat wave, man. We were up in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I'm like, I I only brought like two pairs of shorts and I regretted that. I was like, I thought it would be it's, a little cooler. Even at night, it was like 85, <clears throat> 86 degrees. I'm like that's, that's Florida temperatures. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. And, and, and it's They're similar to Florida. Like you can't get away from that heat, you know? Yeah, it's, you're landlocked. I mean, yeah. there's nowhere to go. Like, at least here, you, you can get, you know, most everybody has a swimming pool or you can go to the right. beach, but up there it's And it's nobody up there has AC, right? Nobody, it's just not usually right. a thing. It's not a common um, thing, yeah. But anyway, I got all that cooking. I've also got a handful of apron orders that I've been juggling and working on. Uh, I got five aprons uh, to make. And man, so I've sent a out. bunch of people your way, by the way. Like, yeah, I wear I my I apron in my videos, and I get that. Yeah, folks, on the DMs folks seem a lot. pretty pretty stoked on it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. We're gonna have to come up with like a house a house made okay. apron. I think I think we should develop this. Yeah, that's actually one of the the two next ones on my list were for both of you guys because 
I'm starting. I can't believe Dennis got his first. I really I can't. Know. It's just like I bullshit, man. This is well, bullshit. You know, he's got he's got over a hundred thousand YouTube subscribers, so he's kind That's of a true. big deal. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> but speaking I, I'm of be Dennis, dropping that very soon, really quick. Uh, the Maker series should go live on my website sometime okay. this week, so people could buy the same design that I made for Dennis. And they'll have options. If you want the copper shark on the front, on the chest, you could do that. Yes. If you want your own logo for an additional fee, I would engrave it into copper and put it on there as well. Um, lots of options. And then there will be another one coming shortly uh, for our man, Token Tobin, Mr. Pickle Cutters. There'll be a Pickle Cutter Maker Series Edition I love uh, this so much. You have no well. idea how much I love this. Yeah. That's yeah. super exciting. It, and if you want to like win. He's like a walking caricature already. I know. And the it fact is. that, like, and you know, it's like everybody knows who he is. And yep. he just, he deserves so much more, you know, yeah. recognition and he's so much glue, more. He's a glue, man. He's like, he keeps the community together. He does. And it's like, the more we keep pushing him on others everybody's just like i love that guy yeah you know yep. i just love that guy so. have you been seeing what he's been doing in his shop with the layered Some damascus crazy and the, shit. the cube so lines he went, he's making and oh my god so if you if you if you're in canada i know we have a lot of canadians that listen uh and you want to get a press um our main sponsor which is lawrence lake over at maritime knife supply.com He's got, and I fair, I'm thinking he still has this promotion going on. Lawrence, if you don't, I apologize. But if you use Ram's Head uh, as your promo code, you can get uh, a discount on that press. That's the one that Pickle got in, and you're watching him use it. And I know from just listening to like the Working Hands podcast and like other, you know, talking with other Canadians, that it's like tough to find somebody in Canada. I know you can get like a coal iron, you know, one, you know, one delivered to you, you know, up there, but you're, you're paying all that, those fees, you know, to get things across the border. These are made in Canada. So it's, you know, they're already there. Um, and if you just go and look at pickle cutters on his Instagram or his, his uh, uh, Facebook feed, you'll see like this 12 ton press, he's creating amazing things with this, mm -hmm. this, this bench top press so it's awesome so yeah and by the way if you need anything else in the knife making world or in crafting world you can go to knife yeah. or i'm sorry maritime knife supplies.com maritime knife supply.com and you can take advantage of the usd to canadian exchange rate you can get it shipped right from canada to your front door it's just as fast as if they were in any other place in the united states he ships every single day, and Lawrence is a maker. So go support Maritime Knife Supply by going to MaritimeKnifeSupply.com and let them know that Brian, Brian, and Ben sent you from the work. Triple podcast. B, baby. So which hey, one yeah. are you gonna put? Are you gonna put BRI or BRY first in that lineup? Like uh, the only correct even... way to spell it was with the I, but you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> hey. uh really quick so i get it in before the end of the show this time if you would like to win a butler built apron you can check out the fundraiser that flying shark knives has going on right now Ooh. for uh tommy over at crooked river forge tommy's yeah. got right a rough go here and some bad news and um we're trying to raise some money for him and his family so that whatever time he's got left can be 
uh, hopefully a little bit easier, but uh, I'm putting up any of my aprons, any size, any design, uh, the winner gets to choose. So uh, it's 10 bucks. Message Flying Shark Knives on Instagram, and he will gladly accept your 10 bucks. Apply it towards the fundraiser and put your name in the hat to win. Um, Antioch That's River awesome, Forges, I think he's making a knife for the for the fundraiser. There's been several knives. Um, Flying Shark's putting out the prizes every couple of days or so. There are some incredible makers making shit for this thing. And uh, just, it is a really, really good cause. So please go check it out. And maybe you'll win an apron. Who knows? That's amazing, man. I'm, I'm, I'm so cool. proud of you for being a part of that. That is a really cool thing. Oh, thanks. It's, I, I uh, really empathized with him. Uh, he and I have chatted, Tommy and I have chatted a bit back and forth. He, you know, his cancer was so incredibly aggressive. They went in and had to take, I think they took his entire colon and part of a small bowel. They had to remove his bladder. Um, so he's, you know, got several ostomy bags and just when I, when I look at the guy's feed and the fucking guys still out in his shop trying to fill orders, making fucking knives, you know, he's told he's got, I don't know what it is, six months to a year or whatever to live. And he's still getting after it like that. That's just fucking incredible. You know, so anything we can do to help him out. Wow. Yeah. Makes you think. It makes you makes think. You think. Like how, no doubt. Like yep. how, how much time, you know. Um, uh, yeah, it makes you think about how much time you got, you know. And, it and does. Like what you can do with that time on it's earth. Like, and uh, the yeah. older I get, like every single day, right, I'm 45. I've had yeah. this constant thought in my mind. It's it's probably some sort of midlife deal. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a crisis. Uh, <laughs> it's not that. I'm not no. buying a sports car or anything like that. I just it's buy buildings. Just a new shop. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say, exactly. it's Expanding not a sports car. It's just a building. Uh, no big deal. <laughs> exactly. And, um, and, and, you know, the, but I do think about this all the time, yeah. you know, and my mortality and like, you know, what I'm going to leave behind, right. like that whole thing. And what I was talking with Sarah about it the other day and I was thinking, you know, I never put this much thought into it ever. Like when and I was in my thirties, like I never really thought about it right. at all. And you hit I 40 just, man. And it changes. Yeah, doesn't it? it does. Every like uh pain and uh, you know, your joint, you feel your joints kind of stiffen up a little bit. There's like all these little things that, um, you know, inflammation and, you know, yeah. the gut, you know, you're getting a little heavier around the middle, that kind of stuff. And you're like, wow, I'm getting old. I'm turning into my dad. Right. And thank God I still have my dad. I mean, it's, you know, but yeah. it's like, man, you know, you really start to think like, what do I have? What am I going to leave behind? You know, yeah. and, and what am I going to do with the time that I have on earth? Because it's finite. It's, it's only for a little bit of time. And man. I think that was something that really helped me shift my focus away from doing what I was doing, a job that I disliked that was, you know, robbing me of things like taking from me. And instead of fulfilling me and when I started housemade and I started, you know, YouTube content creation on Facebook, Instagram and all of that, it started to make me feel better about my station in life. It was yeah. something that, you know, every morning I would wake up with purpose. And I still do every day, wake up with purpose, too much to do. What am I going to who am I going to help today? Who am I yeah. going to um, empower today? 
And then it, it, I think ultimately that's the thing that keeps me like from falling into, you know, mental disrepair, which is, mm-hmm. you know, thinking about my, the end of life, which is scary, but um, hey, Tommy, we love you. And uh, you know, we're, we're, uh, yeah. we're here to see you through it. And, you know, uh, we appreciate your work and, and all of that. So, yeah. yeah. If we're lucky, right. You hit 40. If you're lucky, it's half over, man. <laughs> if you're you know, lucky, if you you're lucky, you got half left. Is all yeah. And it's, just, it's like seventy three, I think. Yeah, like average life expectancy. Yep. Expectancy. I heard a so a guy I follow Bruce Ulrich. Um, he does another podcast, and I'm spacing on the damn name right now. Um, but he had a uh, set of stories last night, and he said, you know. He's like, I don't normally do this, but I, he's like, I've just been in this funk lately. You know, he said, I've been a funk about my business. I'm in a funk about, you know, what I'm doing, you know, with life kind of similar to what we're talking about. He's like, I'm getting older. And he's like, I just was almost searching for purpose, you know? And he said, it was like seven o'clock at night. And he said, I looked over and there was earlier in the day, an old man that lives beside him was out mowing his grass. And then the rain came. Well, the old man kind of bailed on it, went back in the house. And Bruce said, he's like, I just gotten out of the shower and I look over and I see his grass there half cut. So he said, I just walked over, knocked on his door, said, hey, I'd like to finish mowing your grass for you. You know, I just, I just want to help you. That, you know, basically. And the guy's like, oh, you don't have to do that. No, no. He's like, no, I want to do it. Please just let me do it. And so he's like, I mowed his grass. You know, and afterwards, he's like, the guy was just glowing with appreciation, mm. you know, just over the moon. And he said, he said, I didn't realize how much I missed that kind of feedback about something I did. Mm. And I think what I I messaged him and I said, that's probably one of the hardest things about um, about being someone who makes content for one, right? Because you don't often see that reaction or you don't often see exactly how you helped someone, nor do you see it a lot of times, like he makes cutting boards a lot for realtors. So he gives 25 cutting boards to a realtor who then gets to gift them. So he never sees that reaction Mm -hmm. either. If I can, if I can jump in for a second, that's one thing that I've really noticed over the past couple of years, my, my, split of, you know, I'm selling to friends and family versus selling to strangers. Before yeah. it was 80-20 and now it's flipped to, well, it's almost 90-10 if not even less right. than that 10. Where at, when I was first making knives and I'm selling them and I'm, you know, giving them to people that I know, I got so much feedback. I got so much, you know, praise mm-hmm. or, hey, you know, look at this or, hey, next time try doing this or would it would be really cool if on this, yada, yada, yep. yada. And now that I've switched to the other side, nine times out of ten, when I send off a knife, I don't even I, I You might I not even still, get a confirmation, right? I still track them and see that they get delivered, but like right. nine times out of ten, I don't even get a hey, the knife showed up. Yeah. Let alone, exactly. you know, oh, this is cool or oh, this is exactly what I was waiting for. Yep. And it's just like uh... It's hard to find <laughs> purpose in that, isn't it? It's um and that's what yeah. Bruce and I were talking about. You it's know, bizarre. It's, that's been a huge shift for me. You know, I worked in a job with 20 other people 
we were very team oriented um, within that 20 person team. There were sort of smaller sub teams and we were focused on specific areas. You know, the data shop was three people. We were very close, tight knit, uh, worked together all the time. So we were always sort of uh, getting affirmation, confirmation, whatever it is, positive, negative, whatever. It was, it was that constant sort of feedback loop. And when I left that environment to start my own thing, I'll admit for the past, what, eight months or so, I've been starving for that and didn't even realize it, <laughs> you know? And then when I started working at the school and, um, you know, became a part of that team through the summer, I realized, holy hell, this, this is what I was really missing, right? It wasn't that wasn't that team environment that I left at the forest service because that was hit or miss. And it was, you know, it was political and laden with all kinds of baggage or whatever. Sure. But working at the school, you know, fixing shit, it doesn't matter what you fix for someone. They're like thankful and appreciative. Right. So mm. it's like, you're the yes man. You, you know, you're the yes, we can do that. I'll get it done. And, and, Having that environment has helped me so much. Um, mm. So I think maybe if folks, this is the time of year I feel like where it's so easy to slip into a funk, right? Yeah. It's hot summer. Kids are going to start going back to school. You know, I know in my day-to-day -day life when I worked a day job and everything, this time of year I kind of got in a, you know, just a shit mood because- mm. You know, be about a month and then I'd settle back into that up to the new routine. But it's kind of like everything's over. We're closing everything up. You know, pools are closing. Everything's closing. Um, and I think as folks go into this, it's important to realize even a dumb post on Instagram is going to help someone. Right. Mm. Whether it's just seeing a target to shoot for, you know, like, Oh man, they're still, they're still cranking out content. Got to keep up with the, you know, keep up with the game or it's a tip or a trick or whatever the hell it is. You are inspiring people, whether you know it or not. Um, yeah. How many? I think it's important. Who knows? You're, but. you're so right, Ben, because the, like when I step away from create like I've been prototyping like crazy. So I've, yeah. I haven't been, you know, an active member of these, you know, online conversations that happen, even if they're brief, you know, yeah. and supporting my fellow makers or whatever, um, because I just simply put my phone down, you know, I'm right. like, I have got to finish this. And, you know, I don't think yep. people fully realize like when, when you have, you know, a lot of people following what you're doing, and my following isn't even that big, but it's like if it's an all day thing sometimes, like yeah. when I you post have a something, very active followers, very active crew of people who are always messaging back and forth and commenting and asking yep. questions. And I'm very open, very forthright about my process and what yep. I'm doing. And, you know, and so uh, I'm very accessible, which I want to be. Yeah. That's, you know, my goal. And you build you build support and sell a machine that literally every knife maker uses or wants yeah. to use. Right. Yeah. So and now we're branching are... into the forge and all of that. So I was yeah. going to say, we need to a... jump over to this Apollo because these pictures yeah. you put out today are just, Oh, fire. that thing yeah. literally fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's uh yeah. So that was the first usable 
prototype that uh, was a proof of concept that, you know, we, we, you know, cut it out on the table here and, uh, you know, welded it together here. My roommate, John, who was on the podcast a few episodes back, he assisted me. He's a architect and a designer and him and I have designed many things together. And so it was awesome to have him in the shop because it was like having a second brain, you know, just kind of going, Hey, what if you did this way? And by the time he left, the design was completely different. You know, if that makes sense, it was, it was awesome to have him here and he's never designed anything like that in his life, but he, he knows the, the idea, you know, he gets the concepts. So, um, we, and then of course the minute I had it finished and out of the mold, the, there wasn't enough time to fire it before I left to go on my trip. So, oh, yeah. you know, it was because that cast a light has to, it's like it needs like yep. three days to cure. So you can't really light it. I mean, you could, but you risk, right. you know, cracking the refractory. So I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll just wait until I get back and all. And then, yeah. um, and, and that particular prototype, um, I had already promised it to another maker. I don't know if you guys know. I think I can't. I the way you say his last name, I have no idea. But it's Ronders dot com or Ronders uh, on Instagram. If you oh know yeah, who is he that is. the guy they mention on the on the on working hands a lot? Working yeah, hands, it's yeah. it's Ron. Um, here, let me let me butcher your name, Ron. I know he listens to the podcast. Uh, it's uh, Ron, Ron D Y R C Z. So I'm yeah. I'm thinking <laughs> Dersh, Dershk, Dershk maybe. Sure. I don't know. Uh, it's probably <laughs> Polish like, or, yeah, Polish or, or Siberian, Hungarian or something. Hungarian. And um, yeah, and he lives in my old neck of the woods up in uh, Illinois. Uh, so, but you can go to his website, Rounders.com. Um, and he built a. So I'm building the uh, prototype forge ribbon burner, and he's building a forge in his shop, and he's making the opening fit that burner. Cause oh. uh, you know, I had oh, cool. him and I had, uh, and it's not my design for the forge, but the point of this is, is that I wanted to give it to somebody who would put it in something other than my box, if that makes mm. sense, so that we can see how it yeah. behaves. And I know that he will use it constantly and just use the shit out of it and whatever and break it or not or whatever so um him and i early on in the process agreed that i would send him the first prototype so i got a chance to light it and fire it a bunch of times take tons of photos and video and then i just threw it in the box because he's like chomping at the bit he's champing at the bit to get that into his forge and start using it round two uh, is coming very soon. Um, the the second you know prototype zero two will will uh, make its way out in the next like week. But um, but yeah. So and I'm because I've got nice. the manufacturing process down now. So it's it's all just. How like was it? Um, how did the uh, 3D printed cones work for you? Well, I never did the cone. So okay. here's what I ended up doing. I ended up 3D printing spots for straws to fit down into a recess. And then poured the refractory around the straws and then pulled everything apart. And it worked 
brilliantly. I mean, nice. it's just perfect. Uh, the straws are reusable, so it's just, yep. you know, you can redo it over and over. Nice. Uh, the one thing that as did fail. As long as you fail, can still buy straws, huh? Yeah, pay, I think you'll be able to buy straws. <laughs> yeah, no, you can. I'm definitely, uh, yeah, you can buy. I bought a big, huge box of them because I know we'll go through them. But um, the the, yeah. the burner itself came out great. I mean, it looked good, except I was trying to do a flex and put my logo in the side of it. And then that didn't really work or whatever. But Ron doesn't care. He, he you know, that that's going to get covered up anyway. So right. um, he'll, he'll put it in his forge and use it. And hopefully it works for him for many years. And cool. there's no issues there. So I'll be I'll be making those until the sun's sun goes down on my life most likely nice. <laughs> nice. I'll, I'll be burning burning the candle at both ends literally so right. but yeah the forge project is like in full swing <laughs> ba- baking with forge cakes yes we're going to be doing all of that and um yeah i mean that right now i'm doing that and and working with my machine shop on a couple of like secret sort of secret prototypes that i've been uh hinting at for a while now and um, building like some new attachments and stuff for the revolution, so it's 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 like a whole thing. We're just we're just continuing on, and we've got like big stuff happening in the next. Yeah. Like I can't really yeah. announce it or talk about it, but so, in the next like month, it's going to be huge. Like you when know. you say uh, machine shop, is this the guy up in Dubois, Pennsylvania? I'm <laughs> no, totally the, forgetting the, his name by the way. I apologize. The, that's Ron. No, yeah, the surface grinders yeah. are selling and they're yeah. doing really well. Nice. Yeah. I can uh, tell you, hands on with that surface grinder, it is phenomenal. It's I, a yeah. great piece of gear. Like that guy knows what he's doing. It's one. I've used a bunch yep. of them, so I can tell. Like I have the yeah. experience with them, and this is a very, very good one. And the, talk his about is awesome, man. Talk about the funniest connection. I mean, so Ron lives in Dubois, Pennsylvania, which is literally 35 minutes from where I grew up in St. Mary's, Pennsylvania. And it's like, like, I don't know how that, like we never put that together. You know, (laughs) I think it's just been so hit or miss this summer. Like this is a, almost the first time you and I have been on the show together this summer. (laughs) Yeah. Been a while. Yeah. Um, and it's just so funny, and I didn't, I didn't end up get, getting a chance to uh, meet up with him. But next time I go back, for sure, I'm gonna pop over to his place and check out his shop and everything else. But He's a just good really guy. funny, yeah. Salt of the earth type human being, yeah. I mean, so when As you, they all when you are start, up there. when you do business with people, you know, the, I used to teach business and marketing classes uh, at the Chamber of Commerce like ten years mm-hmm. ago. To be and a would, student of Brian House, holy you could be, shit! Yeah, and that was like ten years ago when I was like, I was only like five Isn't that years what we're doing into now, my journey. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. I basically give all that away for free now. You know, with social media and listen, if you listen to the Work for Our podcast, it's like you know you're getting all of my experiences unfiltered, so you can you can hear from it. But I I would have this saying, and it was another entrepreneur told me this, and he said people do business with whom they know and whom they like. Mm. So if you can yep. be likable and you can be forthright and you can be in front of people, chances are you're going to be able to do business with them. It's like the whole proximity argument for business. You know, yep. uh, P- there's a lot of people that go to church, not for the worship. If you know what I mean, they go there because yep. they know they're going to get clients. They're going to, you know, they're getting in front of people, whatever, or they do other things like sports and organized, you know, whatever. And it's because they're they're there to work. You know, they're there to connect and make connections. And that's so important. 
And I think that social media is the antithesis of that, right? It's like, you know, it's supposed to connect people. It's supposed to yeah. do all those things. However, it's like this massive place where we all do commerce, quote unquote yeah. commerce, you know, and whether or not you buy anything from me, it doesn't matter. You know, the the concept is, is that, you know, me through these, these yep. channels and you get to know my work. So at some point you might refer me to someone else. You might say like, oh, you're into knife making. Man, I listen to this guy, Brian House, on his, on his podcast or I watch his YouTube channel and he makes this. And that is one more sale I would have never had had I not, mm -hmm. you know, come out and talked about what I'm doing. And the argument for all of this is that you should be of always every day talking about what you're doing with your professional life. Talk to your, whether or not it's locally or on social media or sharing what you're doing. Cause if you're not, you are missing out on commerce and you're missing out on changing your life. So mm -hmm. when you buy into this, this idea, it takes a while. You know, that's why social media, like the day you join Instagram, you get like, you know, maybe one follower if you're lucky. And that one follower a day happens for maybe a year, maybe two years. Who knows? I just surpassed 10,200 subscribers on Instagram or followers Woo! on Instagram. And that's a huge number for me. I mean, that's like like to see five digits after my name is like or the little K, you know, and then I get all these extra added bonus things that I can do with Instagram now. And, and to oh, do and, it now in particular the, when Instagram's really a steaming hard. pile of shit, it's, it's that's so hard difficult, to do. But it's super yeah. powerful. And just a slight segue into I got so many DMs about this. Real quick, I want to talk about monetization of reels on Instagram. Let me just tell you, oh. it's not pointless, okay? You will right. make a little bit of money. It's not pointless. It doesn't hurt your – I got no. so many people messaging me about this. It won't hurt your coverage. It's not going to – they're not going to throttle you at all. Mm. Just expect to make like – I have, I think, I know, Brian, you're saying it, it does throttle you. I have discovered that it does not throttle you. So okay, I've, yeah, I've, we, we, I've been talking with other people who have had the same experience. However, you'll make like maybe a nickel or 20 cents a day. It's not yeah. going to be, you're not going to make, you know, a 200 to $500 a month, like they say, or mine says like $8,500 a month or whatever. Yeah. My real coverage has been just the same as it's always been. I now have some actual historical data that I can look at so I can yeah. compare like from last month to this month and all that from pre-monetization to monetization. The views, the coverage, the uh, all the insights point in the direction of, of the needle moving forward. However, there's very little. And then when yeah. I say very I mean, little, it's I almost mean, not worth the electricity that no. I have to use to charge my phone to make them uh, <laughs> money that comes in. But yeah. but here's what here's what it does do. It makes you think differently about what you're doing on Instagram in a good way. They're what they're trying to do is they're trying to tell you like, hey, whether or not it's ad revenue, it's the same concept as YouTube. Whether or not it's ad revenue, you're generating some sort of money by posting to Instagram. Whether or not you get a new customer or whether or not you get like a nickel a day from Reels, there's something now coming back to you. Mm. And and that's the that's well, the point that I think they're trying to make. And, of and course, they want helps. you to stay on the platform. I mean, that, that does change things. I, I made about $112, I think, the first month that I was in the Reels bonus program. And then and then 
I fell off the fucking wagon, and then now I'm not even able to do it anymore. Well, yeah, they go like month on, month off. Yeah, month on, month off. And um, you're right. It makes you more intentional, or it should make you more intentional. It used to be, for me, the game was to see how many followers you could get, right? And that was sort of the reward, if you will. I heard um, on the Makeshift podcast the other day, um, I don't remember if it was Chris who said it or who or the, or the other host, but basically they said, in a way, your subscriber count or your follower count or your view count or whatever, you can almost equate that to your worth in dollars in the, in the arena, right? So if, you're, if a company is reaching out to you to you know, market a product for them, if you've got 100,000 followers, your value is a lot greater than someone who has 5,000 followers, right? Sure. Um, and I think for me, it, with Instagram, that value was always, let's see how many followers we can build. Well, the wheels fell off of Instagram, and now nobody's gaining followers like they used to. Right, I mean that's a cold hard fact. And this will happen on TikTok too. By yeah, the way. it will. It's the exact it, it, same thing. It was, they it, all start making the cycle these changes. Of life yeah, right. Of a, so, of a social a new, media platform. There'll be a yep. new social media that will take off and be the new yeah. TikTok, and then and when and that happens, happens you got to jump on that goes. train. Yep, jump yep. on and that train. And what's unfortunate, I think, to to me, I was also the same guy I was mentioning earlier, Bruce Ulrich. You know. I said, you know, Instagram's a steaming pile of dog shit right now. And he's like, yeah, it, it really is. And he said, honestly, he's like, that's probably part of my funk as well. You know, he said, this this is like, I mean, he didn't say these words exactly, but I'm going to paraphrase it. You know, it was like, Instagram used to be the corner bar that everybody went to, like, cheers, you know. And everybody was in a good mood. They were sharing shit. And it was a real community. I think it still is. Uh, to a large extent, but even the way it was three years ago doesn't compare to the way it is today. Yeah. And so it, yeah. it's hard because you feel like the the algorithm and the app and the creators of it are against you. They're pro- they're not. <laughs> you know, the maker community is probably a small blip in the radar of Instagram. You know, uh, creators. To be honest, um, but the changes they make impact us. You know, yeah. quite a bit. And the thing that pisses sales. me off, the thing that pisses me off so much is that like, you know, you make a post and it gets 10, 20 views, even though you have multiple thousand people subscribed that want to see your yeah. stuff. And yep. you're just the algorithm pushes you out and switching gears a little bit after this last podcast, how we how I brought up the fact that people aren't being shown on WFI projects, hashtag WFI projects. Yeah. Like right now I'm looking at it. We've got maybe five new posts over the past week. I know, I know that there's so many other people that are posting and still using that hashtag. Because I've had, he was, he was telling me that he's been hashtagging it forever and we never see that. See, that's the thing. I had 30, I had 38 people message me after that podcast saying, I I did that check and literally none of my posts are showing. Yeah. So what do we do? What the hell? I feel like well, do we do we need to switch it up? Do we get away from WFI projects? Do we come up with something else? Or maybe hashtags know. are just dead. I do know that um, Instagram has downplayed <clears throat> the use of hashtags quite a bit. You know, in the past year, maybe two. 
used to be a norm, right, to see people fill up 30 hashtags per post because yeah. that's how many you could have. For those that don't know the history behind hashtags, they were essentially created by Twitter originally um, as tags for searching. So you could make the search uh, algorithm faster, essentially. And so you could put hashtag woodworking, and then that would be a term that was used to search on. In fact, I built an app a few years back that would track wildfire tweets and every every 60 seconds, I think, we would search the entire Twitter database and look for hashtag wildfire, hashtag brushfire. We had like two dozen search terms that we put in. And because of hashtags, it was incredibly simple to mine. You know, it was like, I can't remember how many tweets it was uh, in a minute that we would search through, but it was well over, you know, a million in a minute that Twitter would get. Um, and so it, hashtags are, are easy search terms. But if Instagram's downplaying them, maybe that's part of why this, uh, part of why people are being suppressed from the hashtag. I don't, I don't so know. So here's my workaround for hopefully, hopefully we can get WFI projects back going and please still post on it so that if it does come back, you know, maybe, maybe we'll be able to continue on this and we'll just try to make it work. But my workaround for now what I want you guys to do is send me a one minute, you know, introduce yourself, talk about what you're working on, and I will play you live on the podcast. You can introduce yourself. You can basically talk about what you're working on or whatever it is, what project you're doing, what project you have coming up. Some, hey, I, uh, I don't know what else yeah. to do other than just send send it to me. I'm worried at, you might get slammed, but well, that's fine. I'll what I'll, if we... I'll deal with it. Yeah, yeah well, and by, I, I speaking like it. of get speaking of getting slammed, real quick, I want to just give an update about the health of the podcast. Uh, you know that yeah. I, while I was on the airplane, started doing a little digging into our statistics on work for it. So, on average, on the first day of release of the podcast, it's downloaded over a thousand times. Woo! So, right right off the bat, like the day it's released, it's over a thousand times. And then uh, we are consistently now ranking in the top 100 of all podcasts in the hobbies uh, category in the United States. So we fluctuate anywhere between like, well, one week we were like in the top 20. And then it went from there, you know, like it's it's usually like between 80 and 110, Mm. something like that. But we are consistently in the top 100 now. And um, and so in these rankings, I just verified because I was like, well, yeah, how How does this place know this? And and it's and what it does is it pulls all the data down from Apple servers. And I and and so when I when it says it's downloaded a thousand times, that's just on the Apple platform. Oh, because I I imagine I don't I don't know about most people, but I listen to all my podcasts on Spotify, Spotify. And yeah, and it yeah. gives us a gives us like a ballpark, but it's not like really all that great. But it was right. like saying that like we get like maybe thirty percent of our downloads from Spotify, and then like another yeah, five so I was from this say, place. It's, and, when I've researched so, that in yeah. the past, it's been like seventy thirty or sixty forty. Uh, which primarily people just use Apple Podcasts, but yeah. Uh, and which, by the way, real quick, um, I just wanted to shout out our patrons because there's a, a whole bunch of new ones now. And um, sorry, I got to like hold my microphone, but uh, the um, 
we there's a shitload, man. When I had to read yeah. that last week, it was like mother. Trucker. Yeah, well, there's 82 now. So Woo. nice. Uh, we've got some new ones. Jim Muhick, we appreciate you, buddy. Knives by Nuge, N-U-G-E. Knives by Nuge. I'm sorry if I'm uh, I'm I'm butchering that, but I think it's a plan. His last name, which is Nugent. Uh, and Brian Hunt of Hidden Rose Forge, Paul Belada, uh, Danny Gallant, Nathan Scott of Nathan's Knives. So those are the new ones we've added since last week. And then uh, Kelly from Untitled EDC. He's at uh, at Untitled EDC on Instagram, at E Rose Knife Co. Noah Jacobs at NJ Custom Knives. Ethan J. Taylor, our in house chocolatier. Gilles Peltier, uh, we appreciate you, buddy. Uh, Dustin Shaner, uh, Spencer over at Heavy Underscore Forge, uh, Aru Bladeworks, Jason Duguay at Whiskey Delta Metalworks, and that's with an X, Metalworks. Uh, Darren at Stormlight Underscore Forge, Coy Baker of Baker Forge and Tool. Uh, Austin Saunders of High Caliber Craftsman. Go out and check out uh, his new hot stamped pencils that he's got. I just bought a pack of 10, uh, and they have a really great saying on them. I really love it. I can't wait. I'm going to buy a whole bunch and give those away for Christmas. Uh, Parable Knives. Uh, it's That's Manny G. Jake Largen. Gage Broski. Bremer Built Knives, Brian Hinnenkamp of Tortuga Blade Works, Ron Hips, RH Maker Solutions, New Forest Forge, that's Stu Middleton, Zachary Sowell at P- Patter No Street Fabrica, Timber Tiger Forge, that's Chris Magnus, Woodland Iron, what's up, Tony? Uh, Lando Novak at the Abstract Blacksmith, also, he's got a really great podcast, the Forge Side Chat. Adrian Brielle at Adrian Brielle underscore Forge. Kyle Daly of KH Daily Knives. Uh, we appreciate your work, Kyle. Thank you so much. Todd Harrington at TH Blades. Eric Andrews at Sourwood Creations. Sven at Nuard Artisan. Chris Larson, the Midnight Dash Maker. Bobby over at Reaper Metalworks. Appreciate your work, Bobby. Uh, he's moderating the uh, Facebook page now for DIY Belt Grinders and Machines. Uh, go check that out. Uh, Ira Housewert, my cousin and Forge and Fire champion. Uh, Jeremy at 419 Forging. We had him on the show last week. That was an awesome show. Thanks for coming on, Jeremy. Toby Mural of UK Knife Maker Supplies or U Knife Maker Supplies. Uh, Dustin Yahima at Handcrafted underscore by Kai. That's K-A-I. Matt Bicker at DIY Europe. Benjamin Mullins, Wesley Crum of W. Crum Bladesmith, Matthew Angel at Ad.KnifeWorks, Full Steam Designs by Chris Powell, Zach Byrne of Burn Blades, Nate Walpole of Walrus Steel, Jared at Echo Blades. Jared, I appreciate that package you sent me the other day. I just got it in the mail. Um, he sent me a knife and, uh, and a whole bunch of stickers and stuff, and I appreciate you, Jared. Thank you so much. I, I'm going to reach out to you personally about that. Uh, Trox Claire Custom Cutlery, Neil over at Maximus Knives, Donnie Dulovich in Florida, Thomas Moberg of TMO Knives, Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knifeworks, Leon Shanks of Two Birds Blade Works, Jared over at Weaver's Custom Metalworks. He's on Instagram at Master of Metal Manipulation. He's going to be coming on the show soon. Richard Beck over at Beck's Armory.com. 
Lawrence Lake, he's one of our biggest supporters. Thank you so much, Lawrence. Uh, the MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. Oxford Blade Co. Carol Ann Jeanette Racine. Ryan Chadbourne Knife Works. Working Hands Podcast. We appreciate you guys. KnifeMaterial.at. Cardoso Knives in Portugal. James Hunsberger of Hunsberger Knives. Crafty Man Forge, Ken Kimna, Mark LeBlanc at Papa underscore Hatch underscore Axe, Brian Hooten, Bob at Shed underscore 72, Keith Drennan of Blackthorn Concepts, Menster Hill Forge, Scott Wilkerson at Phoenix Works, your short fat friend, Brigham Kendell. And yes, that's how he titles himself. <laughs> I was going to say, wow, Brian. Your damn. sure fat friend. That's really funny, Brigham. <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> I heard uh, that Bri- on another podcast. And I was oh, like, my what God. The fuck? <laughs> it's great. It's great. I, I love, love him it. so much. What a great guy. Bob, Bob Ryan, Eric at Overall Makerworks, Jamie Blow, Jamie the Squid. Uh, Michael Nye, Noah Bloomberg of Entiat River Forge, Devin and Dustin O'Hare of the Art of Craftsmanship, Justin Miller at Florida Man Forge, Mark Vanderwerf of 118 Blades, and Marcus over at MW Steelworks. We appreciate all you guys so much. You are awesome. Thank you so much. And um, we appreciate the support. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're creeping up on that 100 number. So... 82 patrons and uh, it's generating some money for us so we can continue doing fun things like going on trips like blade show and maker camp and uh, we'll continue to uh, use that money wisely we truly truly appreciate you all and if you are listening to this show and you're getting something out of it please consider contributing to us on patreon.com forward slash work for it but so while you were Listing all that off, I'm I'm rethinking about getting slammed. Of on I think these you videos. should rethink it. Yes, because I still do a lot of my my. Man, I think about getting slammed customers. every night. All right, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Almost I still all do. Day. I still do a lot of Instagram <laughs> conversations with customers. Maybe I don't want to. Yes. So maybe keep what hashtag and what about uh, yeah keep doing that. that. I, I've what got if we it. did a Q and A? Oh, you have a fix. Time. All right, let him. Yeah. Let him, talk, let him yeah, yeah. Let, all right. <laughs> so okay, I, we're just like telling you what to do. <laughs> no, Brian, do this anytime, Brian. <laughs> Go ahead. So my thought is that maybe <laughs> send it to, because we have an Instagram <laughs> for the podcast. So yeah. maybe what we should do is have them send it to that, and then you just give me the the login info for the podcast. I do need yeah. to give somebody that login info yeah. because yeah. I am not checking that at all. So if you've been messaging us at uh, workfor.podcast, uh, I can't keep my own shit straight, so right. I will send that over to Brian. And if you want, Brian, you can just start, uh, yep. you know, taking What do you guys think about it? a Q&A episode sometime, a community Q&A? Yeah, I'm down for that. Or- and we could also I mean, like having people send us questions. Yeah, or we could do we could do a couple rounds of like where we throw out a topic like we used to. Yeah. I See, mean, our shows are kind of so jam packed anyway. Like yeah, the way I, I look at it is like it'd have we, to be like a totally different do. show. We would like not do our normal segments and do just a full listener Q&A. Patreon folks get top priority for questions and then Yeah. 
Um, but the problem is that I still want to shout out the community and, yeah, and yeah. shout out the little guys because, you know, with the WFI projects, we're getting the same 10, 20 people over and over and over again. Yeah. We yeah. keep shouting out those people because those are all all the people we're all seeing we on see. the hashtag. Yeah, yeah. So I want to find the workaround so we can find the, hey, this guy has 20 followers. This guy has 200 followers. I want to still bring in those people, you know, to try to, you know, bring them up. I have this theory community we have. I think it's Ben over Ben's bites. I think what he's done is he has hacked the algorithm. (laughs) He does have a PhD after all. And I think what he's done is he's just funneled all of the, the, the clicks onto his page. And now we're just being uh, subjected with his knives and his handles and all of his good stuff. Him and Carol Ann Jeanette, she was, she's on there. Every she's single post one. she puts up, it, it shows up on WFI. And I, who knows yeah. what, what the thing is that makes it happen. But Yeah, no doubt. Hey, what about this, B-Cone? Um, I just double-checked, but I could build a Google, Google form, and people could go to that and upload a file. Um, the problem is, is I don't think anybody's going to do that. I think right. I know. the hashtag is such a great concept yeah. that it's I say so keep easy doing it use. and we'll do some do some digging into why it might not be showing up. Well, I have another idea. I'm going to give out Ben's cell phone number yeah. and you just text him anytime you want, <laughs> day or night. Perfect. Send him, I, I send him really, pictures. I am really, really fucking good at ignoring text messages. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> That's my wife. Oh, no, sir. You wait until our audience gets a hold of it. It's going to be like, ding, ding, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. You can't block them all. You just can't do it. It's going to take forever. So, It'll Yeah, I agree. I don't know that anybody used to it. Uh, would do it. But give us feedback, folks. If, if you would like to share something like that, if you would like to share a... Um, you know, a little bio intro or point out a post that you made or something like that. Um, if you would take the time to upload a file to a form or send an email or something like that, let us know. Morse code, smoke signals. Yeah. We're all of it. We'll make it, happen. You got. We'll make it happen. I want to and shout then, out real quick. I want to go on WFI projects. Yeah, let's because do this. Because we're running low on time. We're already an hour and 11 in. And, and um, Brian Hooten who has been a longtime supporter of our work, Hooten Knives. There's a photo of him in front of a pile of knives. It looks like 30, 40, 50 knives that he's all got kydexed up and ready to go. If you want to look at someone who is uh, just absolutely pummeling his side hustle. In fact, I don't even know if it's a side hustle anymore, Brian. I think you're going full time now. And he's he's crushing working and making knives and finding customers and connecting with people all the time. So go check out Hooten Knives. Uh, at the time of this uh, recording, It's he has 900 even followers. He's in Springfield, Ohio. I've met him. I've talked to him personally. He's just such a good dude, and his knife work is amazing. Brian, we appreciate you. Thank you for all the support. Great dude. I'm going to pull out one that isn't in the feed, but I know he's hashtagging it every single post maximus knives neil warren over at maximus knives have you seen his new friction folder he's put out i have not i'm gonna have to check it out go look it up right now this thing yeah gorgeous awesome yeah it's it's got this it's the first friction folder i think he's ever done and it's damascus it's damascus it's got um white g car or white micarta it's got some 
really cool teal pins. It's got this abalone like inlay or overlay, yeah. I think it is. Oh, it's yeah. sexy. Dude, this thing is just yeah. gorgeous. So as a non-knife maker, but a knife enthusiast, I guess you could call me, uh, I would love to see more people start making folders. Yeah, I, I, I got that bug. I did that. Yeah. I did that one, or I did two friction folders, and they yeah. both turned out incredibly good. And I just like, as soon as I made my first one, it was like, I need to make more. I, I wasn't like... I was waking yeah. up in the middle of the night. I had the 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 you know itches. And I, I was, <laughs> and I was having rare. withdrawals and like. Have right? you have you seen the two knives that uh, Fader made over yeah. at the Center for Metal Arts? Those mm-hmm. folders that he made. Yeah. When I saw those, very very rarely do I see something go. I have to own that. And right. when I looked at his folders, I was like, I have to own that. Even though I don't think they're for sale, and and right. I probably couldn't afford them anyway. But they're but they're you just, just don't see. You don't see a lot of guys making them. And I know in talking to several of you knife making types, there's guys that just l- despise the idea of making them. But it's besides the that, it's, the, it's yeah. the mechanical component, I think, that scares everybody off. Is it the too challenging? Found, would they be the too thing expensive? That I found, the thing that I found is that I thought that I would need a milling machine to be able to make a folder. And like uh, I was just going to wait them. and wait until I have something that's high precision, can make it happen. But like... I made it off. I forged it out. Like I, I made it happen and it worked yeah. incredibly well. And I know the tools that Maximus knives, everybody who makes knives has the same tool set up that he has right. and you can see what he's able to do. So, I mean, it seems it's like very, it's kind of, very um, possible. I call it relative dimensioning, right? If I'm building a piece uh, without plans, one piece sets the stage for the next, you know? So instead of, cutting all the pieces for a plywood box with, uh, you know, a a face on it, like a cabinet face. Um, Instead of cutting all those ahead of time, thinking I already know the dimensions, I'm always going to measure, you know, that trim piece that goes on the face. Uh, So it seems like with uh, folding knives, it would be very similar, right? You end up with a blade-shaped object. You grind it to size, and then that sort of sets the width of the sandwich. You know. Mm. Or, well, um, I think the big thing is that the margin of error error is very very low. Right. Like if you right. if you do a fixed blade and you want to make it to this thing, but it's a little bit thicker or the grind's a little bit higher than I yeah. thought it was gonna be, or maybe it's a little bit longer than it was supposed to. Be. You know, it's a fixed yeah. blade. It's it's gonna look good regardless. Right. If you do that on a folding knife, it won't fold correctly. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But I definitely, I'm a fan. I would love to see more. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, Maximus Knives, go check out his work. He's at 2,290 followers, so he's he's doing incredibly well. He's been doing lots of lives, and he's also on Netflix now. Yes, he is. Yes, he he is. Oh, yeah, this Forge and Fire episode Forge is and up Fire there. Forge and Fire is up there, yep. Hey, uh, sh- W. Oh, oh, go ahead. W. Scott nineteen eighty seven has this ball vase or ball base that he made, and it's not a bedroom tool, um, but it's really cool. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it's like a a ball joint swivel kind of thing that you could mount your vice or really any tool on, and then you get sort of, you know, a hundred and eighty degrees of movement basically. So. I, I just think that's such a brilliant idea. I have one of the little um, 
Oh shit, what's it called? Oh, it's a little vice cool. with a ball. Did he make this? Yeah. Holy I shit. A, I have a small version of a it's called a Panna vice and it's just a little like Trey, jeweler's this is awesome, size. buddy. I know. This thing is Oh, I like fire, this. Man. It looks cool. It looks old too. It looks yeah. like, it looks like something you'd find in an antique shop. But or man, like an I, old machine shop. Yep. I mean, I was thinking holding a vice, holding whatever, right? If if I'm yeah. stitching leather, it could hold a damn stitching oh, yeah. pony. Just that that concept mm-hmm. of adding that degree of movement to me was this killer, killer idea. He needs yeah. to sell these things. I mass love produce. it. I love it. Yeah, man, Trey, start mass producing these things, man. Fire. I think you'd have some customers. I'd buy one. Check I'd buy out. one just to have it. I don't even I know. know what I'd do with it. Oh, no, he is making them. If you yep. go back a little ways, like six, he's di- made like some six other days shit ago. too. Yeah. Yeah, he tumbled the parts. He might everything. even be selling them. I don't know. Um, Trey, connect with us. Let's find out how we can get you some sales yeah, on man. these if they're not already. Oh no, he's got an Etsy store. I'm an idiot. Look Let at this. <laughs> go to the Etsy there? store. It's probably on there. So it's W Scott. Uh, uh, w S C O T T. One nine eight seven. Just so folks are aware. Etsy. Etsy. Mobile site. T S I. Nothing listed. Nothing listed. Nothing listed on there. So Trey, let us know how we can refer people over to buy those because they're. He's got a Tumblr there as well. I see. He's got a big. Well, I was just messaging him about his Tumblr because because he's got like it's like. One I've never seen before. I've seen one yeah. like it, but it's not the same brand. And we were talking about it, and I, I said to him, "Like, I'm guessing it's really friggin' loud because it's out. It's outside." And he's like, "Yeah, we keep it like 30 feet away from the shop because it's so oh, friggin' geez. loud." Wow, yeah. he's got a yeah. CNC milling uh, machine there too. I see. Yep, he's got all kinds of cool stuff in this shop. Damn, yeah, go right. go follow those guys. Go follow Trey. Trey Scott at W Scott 1987 on Instagram. Uh, I wanted to shout out. Um, wow. God, there's so many, but um, did you see the Katana that, um, that Dennis Terrell? Oh my God. Yeah. Like insane, dude. Oh insane. my God. That thing's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Just so, makes just, it personally makes me feel like what am I even doing this at for? Like that that's just a level. That... Listen, you cannot compare yourself. <laughs> exactly, that's the you point. Don't do that. It's not the yeah. It it, it we are you not know, made of godlike uh, qualities, <laughs> like yes. and not all of us. And then before you switch, I we switch away from me. I wanted to uh, shout out uh, our man, Mister uh, Dutch Hills. You know, one one eight blades, Mark Vanderwerf. Uh, over at, um, I guess he's got a bunch of Instagram handles, but one one eight blades is what the one I always remember. But so he designed the Vandersander like a year ago, or maybe a little over a year ago, and then he partnered with Richard Beck, and they put out the Vandersander in the U.S. and the U.K. and they sent me one. So like right before I was leaving to go to PA, I tumbled all the parts. So like I'm getting ready to build one here in the shop and that's like a disc sander it's like a disc grinder i guess is the right term for it but it's like a real um it's it, it it does all it like it can tilt in a hundred different ways yeah it's, got, it's, a, beefy it's got a um, you know, it's beefy dude this thing weighs almost as much as the revolution yeah i mean it's like the parts on this thing are all three-eighths and 
Yep. I mean, unbelievable. And similar man. to yours in that, right? You you buy the kit and you, and you uh, assemble. Provide yeah. your motor, right? You provide right. your you, own motor. Exactly. You buy the kit from Richard uh, or or from Mark. I think you can buy mm-hmm. it from Mark mm-hmm. if you're in the UK or in Europe. And He's then got you a supplier can, over there too. I think. I don't know. I think I think so. But I'll tell you. I haven't obviously used it yet because it's still sitting on my bench and I'm and it's tumbled and everything, but not assembled. Um, and over at uh, James at Redbeard Ops, he actually put one together and made a video about it. So he's getting all the the orders now from that. So I didn't want to kind of overlap and produce something too. And I want to mm. kind of give you know that video a chance to play out and all of that. So probably in about three weeks, maybe a month or so. I'll release my video on the assembly of it. It's not a bad assembly at all. It's all like tap and slot. So it's, it's going to be easy, but, but, uh, but yeah, uh, appreciate you guys sending me that. And I can't wait to, uh, to have a disc grinder in my shop. That'd be cool. That'd be super cool. Uh, before we move away from these community shout outs type situations, uh, there's two raffles we need to shout out real quick. Bird forge is still selling that, that knife that, um, or that raffle that he was starting his whole, you know, solo career on. Yep. Um, there's 17 spots left as of a couple of days ago. It's $20 a spot. So jump on it quick. You know, I let's, let's go ahead and fill this thing up before. Yes. You know, get, get him going on a good. How foot. can you find him on, on Instagram? It's bird forge B I R D forge. I mean, just All one search word, it right? up bird forge. One word, Travis Haynes. Great guy. I did not realize that dollars. he was. Yeah. I didn't realize he was in Florida. Yeah. How far is Crescent City from you? It's a ways. He's like up by Orlando. It's like four hours, I think. Three hours, maybe. And the other one that we need to shout out is Jeremy from 419 Foraging. He said that he was releasing this this raffle. There's still a couple spots left, so let's go ahead and fill that thing up. He left it at $10 a spot, so it is still about $10 a spot. Did anybody buy that piece of shit that he was complaining about on the show? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I guess I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what he said about it. We didn't say myself, that about Jeremy. it. Sorry, I love oh, it. <laughs> hey, if anybody is is gonna get their balls busted, it's him. Yeah. yeah. All pun intended. <laughs> yes. Oh, ball, uh, ball, the ball. Yeah. So, uh, Josh, I wanted so bad to make the four one nine forging. He's a raffle. Balls deep with ball of ball, but I, you might have missed an opportunity. I would have titled that <laughs> podcast. Uh, uh, Josh Endes or Endies. I can't man Josh. I'm so sorry. You corrected me one time and I, I forgot now. I believe but, it's um, Endes. Endes. Okay. So uh, he did the Kalik, Kalik uh, Skinner, which is killer, man. This knife is awesome. Super unique uh, shape. Uh, he photographed it over a map. He posted three days ago. Let me go check on his social status. So he has 314 followers. So we're trying to shout out um, is you know the people that have like that need uh, followership. Um, you know, go out and check him out. It's Wilder Knives of Alaska, but his handle is Josh Endes, and it's all one word. Nice. And his work is insane. It's like he needs more followers. Yeah. This is uh, T TMO Knives. Had the pleasure of having someone on a visit. We had to do a bit of mosaic Damascus forging. He's on a big-ass power hammer there with a block of really cool um, Damascus mosaic style, but it's really kind of a cool cross-section look. All comes to a point in the center, and 
pretty neat shit. TMO knives. How many followers does he have? Uh, 250. Thomas Moberg. And he makes some pretty cool shit. Pretty nice knives. You guys know who Cole Engel is? He's also a Florida boy. He's in the yeah. fantasy challenge with us. Um, mm-hmm. He is Wangle's Workshop. He's got a pretty awesome YouTube oh, I know channel. That handle, yeah. He has seventeen, uh, almost eighteen thousand followers on YouTube now, and he has got nine hundred and thirty on Instagram. So Wangle's wor- Workshop. It's W Engels E N G E L S Workshop. Um, Cole is another fellow entrepreneur. Just all around great guy. I've, I've talked with him a few times. He's a great maker, awesome content creator. So go out and support his work. And, uh, he just made, this looks like a big Bowie. It's an awesome freaking burl handle. And, uh, it's awesome. Yeah. Things ridiculous. That thing is absolutely ridiculous. Speaking of, uh, the fantasy challenge, Brian, real quick, uh, shifting gears, unless of course you guys have another shout out you want to do. No, we can switch gears. Hell, there's all right, none, we, none in the damn hashtag right now. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I think we I, hit all of them, honestly. I think we hit the good ones, yeah. Or not yeah. the good ones, but the was, ones Brian. that are more recent. <laughs> the rest of them are all straight trash as far as I'm concerned. No, Everybody I'm else can go fuck Come yourself. On. Yeah, right. Come no, no, on. I mean like all the recent ones anyway, because yeah. that's how I, I, uh, I, I hit recent on my phone, and then I just yeah. scrolled through all those. Um, and Kawa Jeanette, we love the forks. All right, yes. last shout-out. Okay, yes. so um, – Speaking of fantasy challenge, I want to start hyping this now yes. because Dennis has given us the green light to basically share yep. all uh, everything. Like you're going to see my taint, you're going to see the, my ball wait, sack, wait. the whole I thing. Can't wait to see the Dennis day. cleared the whole thing. He's it's like, my well, lucky day. Yeah, you, you just show it. Just whatever you want, show it. So we're nice. uh, we're allowed to do, see on the other challenges. We ha- kind of had to keep it kind of you Quiet. know incognito. So, yeah. but this one we're gonna try a different approach, and I, I like think it. his approach is right on by us yeah, hyping like it and all these other social media platforms. And then bang, we all release the videos at the same time. I think it's gonna like skyrocket yeah. this thing. I think there's gonna be videos that get millions of views out of this next yeah. this next challenge. Well, people uh, and love the, process, right? And I they mean, love the process. And then they want to see the finished video. Yeah. You know, they want yeah. to see the whole yeah, you thing. You can't come leave together. them hanging. You can't yeah. give them blue balls. You know. Well, you got to go to YouTube for that. So that at the right. very end, when you know, you can see the finished piece, of course, on the social media. But to see the the pro the full process from start to finish, you're gonna have to go to YouTube and watch all the videos. And then, of course, now it's a whole different ball game. We've got five judges. Uh, we also have a guest judge. Can we say who the guest judge is? Yeah, Has go for it. Has that been announced? I'm pretty okay, sure. Okay, so yeah, it was, it was pretty announced sure in the video. Yeah, it was announced in the video. So Jason Knight is a guest judge on Ooh. this particular challenge. So you know, heavy, bring heavy. put your big boy pants on and right. you know, heavy, bring heavy, bring your A heavy. game because you're going to get heavy. in front of Jason Knight. Think about that for a second. How many people okay, are going to be able to get their work in front of Jason Knight and have right. him critique it? No doubt. Did you guys get right? Duresta in this one? I uh, don't think Duresta joined. I know he said yes. I just don't yeah. know if he's in. I um, gotcha. That'd be a mm. question for Dennis. I And I know there was some talk of Will Stelter, and I'm not really sure because I haven't seen him on the Slack channel yet, yeah. so I don't really yeah. know. Okay. I, will, I will say, here's what I will say, is that everyone who did join up, big or small, they're all amazing yes. makers bringing different things to the table. So, you know, when you go and watch this process of all 20 of us competing in this thing, 
not only are you going to get, um, we're doing the voting a little differently this time. It's not going to be fully weighted upon the votes from the, the viewers. There's going to be, it's a 50-50 split between the viewers and the five judges. And how they picked the five judges was from last round, uh, the winners, the top five, of the, or top four from the last round and Jason Knight. It's it's like full on forge and fire style. It is, it is going to be amazing, and I can't wait to start sharing it because what I'm doing. Here's what I'm going to tell you right now: all y'all motherfuckers are going down. I'm going to win this thing. Dennis is out now. I'm not competing against Dennis anymore. Right. Right. So right. fantasy. This is like Hobbit shit. No and- chance. Right? Is that what I'm? Is that what I'm thinking? My am, am I on yeah. the right? The shit talk has begun. Anime. <laughs> yeah, Brian. I'm making a hentai knife. That's right. That's what I'm doing. Hentai knife. <laughs> <laughs> With like big uh, eyeballs and like you know. Watch boobies. me carve this butt dart. <laughs> Good, sir. Your knife has tits. That's weird. What the frick? <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy! I couldn't stop thinking about him. Listen, I'm catering to the judges. What, do I, what can I say? Man, Everybody every single boobs. challenge I've done a form of a knife that I've never done before, and that is continuing on this one. Ooh! Yeah, can you give us a hint, or have you? Are you into that, or uh, yeah? What, what's... I, I'm doing a sword for the first time. What? I'm doing a full sword. sword. I've never what? I've never done one. It's going to be huge. It's going to be I, I don't know. We're said. we're forging the Damascus this weekend, so we'll see how it's going. You know, ask oh, ask me yeah, next weekend. Okay. To see what I'm, or ask me next show to really see how how I'm May the fire about. and metal gods be with you. Oh my god. I'm, I'm nervous. So not only I'll just doing say a, right now I'm fucking nervous. You're not <laughs> only building be. a sword, but you're also uh forging the Damascus yourself. Which okay. is going to be awesome by the way because you're going to get this like experience that you've never had before i mean that should be your narrative by the way for the votes i've got a narrative don't worry it should be that this is the first time you've made damascus and like a crazy man you decide to make a sword yeah because that's a great story because i'm bad motherfucker yep (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna tie into something else that's gonna be in the pop culture here in a few months I don't really want to go into full detail. Uh, I don't know yeah. yet quite. Oh, I because, like Because, you know, if something goes wrong, I need to be able to pivot. But Well, I'm looking forward to beating you. So, okay. Uh, All right. And, and, uh, and destroying you. There's no, going to be – the gloves are off, Brian. I the can gloves wait to kick your ass. are off. Okay. All right. All right. You know – I'm not normally much of a trash talker. I let I let my knives do my my talking for me. You know, I was just gonna see. say, Beacon, you're such a trash talker. I, I want to WWE this thing. I've said this every time. I'm like, we should have a belt. We should have like all the you know this like some sort of thing that like the Stanley Cup. Oh, it gets yeah. passed Pass between the, the winners and stuff. Around, and like the person who great. gets it gets to take all kinds of funny photos with sure, it and stuff. Sure. And yeah, I, I mean, that, if we want to talk about it, here's the thing. I've been in two of the challenges so far. How many times have you beaten me, Brian? I haven't beaten you. See, oh, I let you win those other two times. I totally let you win. If we're just, looking, win, in past, just, if we're just, just looking saying. at my track record, I mean, it is what it is. Ladies I'm, and gentlemen, these go two are going to fight. <laughs> Who would have thought? Thanks for joining the show. And- oh, I just got boy. smacked. I mean, straight hey. up, hey, bitch slapped by Brian Cohn. No, I would never do that. 
Every, anything that gets us views and watchers and people yeah. like into this, <laughs> I am the next all for. Boxing match. Let's let's Be get this cone. going. This Dr. is going to go pay per view, baby. It's all right, about pay per view. Now listen, hey, guys. Before we get on out of here, what do you what do you got right. for a dad joke? Ooh, I got a good one. Stand by. I got one from Nate. Walpole. Yeah, and it's a good one. Uh, like a true entrepreneur, I've just released my own fragrance. Oh, yeah? Nobody in the car seemed to like it. <laughs> Isn't that funny how, like, you're, you're, as me. your empire expands, you know, I will say how you're, you're so good at building that empire and staying on point. I just saw another woodworking maker that released his own coffee, and I'm like, okay, that's quite the pivot. You know, I mean, hey, I mean, more power to him. His last name might rhyme with it, but, you know, I just think <laughs> it's kind of funny how it's like uh, that entrepreneurial bug catches some yeah. folks and it doesn't matter if they're selling cock rings or donuts, you know, they're, they don't really care. They're just selling shit. Well, here's the thing. And you do. You become a brand. I mean, that's that's yeah. the thing. It's like, you know, you, you have all these opportunities. And I always use the spider web analogy. You know, you're in the center of the you're the spider in the center of the web and all the things around you are your your wares and what you decide to sell. It's a risky endeavor, though. Like when you start yeah. branching out into things that may not meet like I get these offers to oh, sell yeah. things all the time for people. And I'm just like, eh, that's not doesn't fit my audience. I, I wouldn't. Sure. I'm not going to do that. But the the idea behind like a cup of coffee or something that like my brother-in-law is a coffee roaster and numerous times he's like, Hey, we'll white label, uh, some coffee for you. He's like, we'll send you a whole bunch of different things. You pick one that you like, and then we'll bag it up and put your face on it. And I was like, no, oh, maybe at some point, Yeah, but hey, you and, know, and I, I, I don't really great, but, I want to sell um, coffee. I mean, whatever. Right. If you want to buy a cup of coffee from me, let me know. But I just bucks. don't think people yeah. want that. Yeah, they and want I think, steel. Um, they want parts. They want right. things. They want machines. And you're absolutely and right. You become on. a brand, and and I think that's maybe a topic for Although the next work show. Work for it, coffee does sound pretty cool. It does. Hell yeah. like, work for it, a bag of coffee. Now, see, yep. we could yeah. sell that as like a podcast coffee. Like I think I'd right. buy that. Yeah, I'd buy I think that. that's a that's good sure. topic to dive into next time. Is in today's world, right? Um, Oftentimes you start your own business, but it re it morphs into your own brand, right? Yeah. More so than just a single business. So with the marketing power we have through social media and the connected nature of the entire world, you can just as easily sell coffee tables as actual coffee, right? Whereas if you had a physical storefront, the two may never match. You know, they may never go together and you'd never turn that into a, a, a business, so to speak. Um, so I think it's a interesting. A lot of people uh, walk into an Ikea and walk out with meatballs. I'll tell you yeah, what. So, true. You know, it could true. be anything. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, I, the, the door shouldn't always, you know, be closed. It's, yeah, but that, yep. at the same time, you want to make good choices with what you endorse. Yeah. or. Sell. I've always yeah. thought that, that we're, we were missing the boat and not selling some sort of like a T-shirt for the Work For It podcast. Yeah, I, I want to have one just to wear in my. It's YouTube such a good fucking name, sure. you know. We can do People, it. I think well, we let's do it. All right, All right. <laughs> do it for <laughs> Christmas. That, huh? We'll make sharp Santa shirts. There we so go. You thought, now you, you, thought you got out of this whole sharp Santa thing. No, and I, I stopped calling you Doctor. I stopped calling you Doctor Brian Cohn a while ago, but like yeah. we should we should make a shirt with like a prescription on it that says Doctor Brian Cohn says yeah. get back to work. 
One of the podcasts I listen to sells t-shirts that have like silly and funny quotes from episodes and stuff. They actually come out pretty cool. Sarah says that's a great idea, by the way. She's screaming that from down below. Well, Sarah Sarah can be the t-shirt designer. I would love it. Yeah, she's great at it, too. Uh, All right, Brian and Ben, I appreciate you. I got to get back to work. All right? Now, listen, if you you got something out of today's uh, audio podcast, Work For It podcast, consider becoming a patron. And if you don't want to do that, you can go and leave us a review because that's helpful, too. And uh, only if it's five stars. And let us know what you think about the show because we like to hear about it. So however you got to do that on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a review. And we truly appreciate that. I know that you guys are all out there working for it. And it is an honor and a privilege to be in your ear cavities right now. Appreciate you. Up in your ear. Up in your ear, bud. We appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Brian House. Hard work and good luck to you all. See you on the next episode. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Have a marvelous day. Freaking nailed the ending, boys. Finally. We nailed the ending. Yeah. Let me add something I forgot. Oh. Oh. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) The fuck out of here. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. <laughs>